0: The topics discussed on this platform are discussed from an informational and solutional perspective. The topics discussed do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of those participating in the collaborative minds discussion.
1: We're back and this is Collaborative Minds, Let's Get Perspective. So I wanna follow up just a little bit before we we at, uh address another topic to what Stacy was saying. I saw a video of a young black man, because he was a college student mm-hmm. walking back to the I don't know if it's to the dorms or whatever, with two white women with him or young ladies with him. And um I guess this was what would what was you this? call oh, this was be, in the UK. Okay. This is
0: Croydon. Okay, London. Croydon. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And they put the, the stopped him and asked him, can he search him?
0: For what?
1: Th- that's what I'm trying to know.
0: That's what everybody was asking in the video. Why are you stopping him? He and wanted th- to know.
1: Right. And then he asked, well, why you want to search me? And then that just turned into something where the police even got in, uh, the, the, like the police, because this guy was probably like a traffic cop, what we call yes. a traffic, not a traffic, like a... Um,
0: yeah, I think that's what they call him Yeah, them, they call him traffic cop, but traffic. it's like what
1: we call here the meter maid or whatever like that with yeah. ticket. He was something like that. So okay. he stopped him. Can I, can I search you? He was like, what? What do you want to search me for? And then they it got into, they tried to arrest him and all kinds of stuff.
2: So in this same video that we saw, didn't it start out with two cops and then nine Yes. yes. ended up? Okay, so what was the whole purpose of one man being stopped and asked to search, no you know, me the maid, the whoever, the two cops, you know, and it escalated into nine cops for one man.
1: And he What's wasn't up like, with he,
2: that? He wasn't even fighting or anything. He, he was wasn't. Just like, he wasn't a threat. Nothing. He was not armed. He didn't even. He didn't even resist. He was like, "What am I being charged for?" If some, if you have charged a person or you have stopped a person by lo- by right, you have the right to ask them. Why are you stopping me? Because if you can't provide me with an explanation as to why you're stopping me or why you want to search me, it's not justified. Not only is it not justified, it's dangerous. It is. I'm a woman. If you pull
3: me over and I don't know the cause of it and you refuse to tell me the cause of it, I'm not stopping. I'm going to keep
2: going. <laughs> so you're going to hit the gas. I will. <laughs> as as you be
3: like,
2: My dear. <laughs> I will. And some people are not scared. Yeah, They're not no. scared. There are people who have stared down the barrel of a gun. Yeah. There are some people who have seen death face-to-face, shook hands with them, and, and turned and went the other way just because they weren't ready yet. They wasn't scared to die. Right. So if you roll up on someone, you need to understand that you need to have just cause for rolling up on somebody. Because if you roll up on someone incorrect without probable cause, some people are bold enough. Whether you got a shield, whether you got the color of authority or not, they don't give a darn. They will, they will shoot you. Yeah. And they he will. He
1: was asked. I mean, it's, it's not like he stopped all three of them. He wasn't by himself. He was with two white two white, ch- white, girls white girls
2: with two cops he wasn't aggressive why did it end up nine that that's that's most of the times the case yeah. you know why I did you end a up boy. calling? little yeah he yes, was a, a young guy he was little a little boy student.
3: there was like eight of them that I counted yeah there might have been more oh, but you I mean, counted little eight. mean the
0: boy with the plastic bag over his head
3: yes oh, ma'am. I saw that too. yes what I saw that
2: what in the too? world was with that The cops going
0: put on. the plastic bag over the boy's head and it was like he must have been
2: like 11, 12? 12. He was 12. Somewhere around there.
1: And for one, they had no right to do that without his parents. Yeah. Because he's a minor.
2: Because the guy kept saying that. Yes. He kept saying, where's his parents? Where's his parents? you can't do that. I mean, where does the line... Where is the line drawn? Because it seems like now the line has gotten blurred. Yeah. As far as cops, as to what is right and what is wrong, they're they're doing law by any means necessary, and that can't that can't continue that in the can't. society. No, because this can't. is not
0: a judge-jury society. No, where you uh, the police officer, you become the judge and the jury, and and the jury, and the jury at the same
2: time. And ex- Sir, executioner
1: at, at exactly.
0: the same time. I mean, now for this little boy. It, was a, it looked like it was at the fast food restaurant or something, right? Okay, okay. It looked like it. I'm not sure. but if he, Let's say he did order something to steal, try to steal it and run out of the store with it, right? Right. He's 12. My thinking, he might be hungry. Everybody done done
2: that. I did that when I was years old. You're a kid. You're young. You do dumb stuff. Yeah. That you, I mean, when you're when you're young, you're immature. You do things that that you're not aware of consequence. Cause at that particular age, consequence sometimes don't add up. If you're hungry, then you would rather deal with the consequence than be hungry. He was 12 years old. They could have whooped his butt and sent him on his way, or walked him and found his parents and say, "Were you aware of the situation?" and let the parents judge him. But they didn't do that. They took it upon themselves to hold this kid, one, two, three, I think end up maybe four or some cops, and then you got him down on his on, on the ground, uh, was it hog tied? He was handcuffed,
1: yeah, handcuffed. Yeah.
2: And, and a bag over his head. A plastic bag they, over they, his they, head. They, that's, that's illegal. That's
1: crazy! Because I had to have called the police on minors before when I worked in an establishment as a manager. The police could not arrest that child until their parent until or guardian showed up. up
2: because legally the parent is responsible yes. for their actions so that's why these cops were out of order they had no and they could have the pants sued. off of them. as a matter of fact i would find a good lawyer i would get my auntie who's a bulldog i would <laughs> get her on them and that whole police department just like minnesota gonna be shut down shut down but
0: that's why um people need to think because you know I was watching this video talking about the pet syndrome. I call it the pet syndrome, where they feel that we are animals and we are their pets. Yes. And we're and they're responsible for us in some reason to have to um, corral us or, or nurture us, you know, and, and do. I'm like, no, we are grown people. Right. We can so make. Like we pets, can't make. We as black people can't make
2: decisions. On our own. Well, that's a lie, because they they treat their pets better than us. You Sure, sure do. They, they go on vacation and take their pets. They feed them to find us a food. The pet, you smack a pet and see you see what the lady Karen <laughs> yes. did up in New York, choking her dog, and they don't took Amy, their dog but yes, that dog from that It's the same situation. They treat <laughs> so that's an insult to me that they would say this is a pet syndrome because they treat their pets better than us. If that's what
0: they they try they try to do to us.
2: Bunch of lies. When
0: they um like they feel like they. You know, because racism will go to different extremes. It could be like complete hatred or like, oh, we are responsible. Oh, you poor black person. Let me help you cross the street because you don't know how to do that. No,
2: thank you.
0: Or, you know, uh, we don't know how to take care of our children. You've helped us enough. (laughs) We don't know how to do things. And so...
1: Okay, so since they're using the police, which is supposedly setting place to serve and protect us, and that's not happening... There's now this whole, then I guess what what the masses are asking for, those of us who are being abused and brutalized by the police, is to defund the police. Mm-hmm. So, you know, what is that all about? If you defund the police, when I hear the word defund, it means to take away money. Yeah. I, I, I see people talking about, oh, you can't get rid of police. So uh, that defund don't mean get rid of to me, but, you know, that's what they're saying. So how does that, how effective would that be in changing the culture of how we're being policed.
0: Well, before Shoshana go into this, defunding the police, I think they need to have a dictionary or meaning underneath it when they print it in the newspaper or on social media because people be acting stupid. They sure do. Um, Because it doesn't mean what people, but it's a scare tactic. Mm. Right. So that people that, oh, there's no police, so nobody's going to come to my house when I need something. No, the police didn't come to your house because then they feel like coming to your house as a scare tactic so that you won't defund them. Exactly. Because the funds they're getting to do the things that they're supposed to do, they're not, and they're They're using it for something else. Correct. But go
3: ahead, Shoshana. (laughs) That's
2: good.
3: So that is an absolutely manipulative way. Um to try to convince people that this is something bad. Mm-hmm. So, we have defunded education. Okay. A lot. A lot. Say that. Field trips aren't allowed anymore, but do the schools still exist? Yes. Do is. we still have educators? Arts.
1: And the books So, suck. they're yeah. very
3: familiar with, with what this term means because it's something that we have done systematically mm-hmm. in many, you know, throughout the years. Which we don't benefit. And what we have done is we have actually overfunded the police with some of the things that we have defunded. And so let me explain what defunding the police actually looks like. Um, It doesn't mean that the police will not exist, all right? What it is, it's it's a call to divest and invest. In other words, we're going to divest the resources from over here, and we're going to instead invest them over here. It means that a portion of the budget that the police gets will be rerouted to the community so that we can fund people like social workers, okay. mental health experts, yeah. uh, race cri- rape crisis experts, housing experts, educators, etc. Okay. And what's going to happen is that the police will not have to respond to some of those calls mm. because people are now getting services that are going to help to decrease... Wow. The number of some of those calls. And so, basically, we're going to fund the people that need to be funded to actually handle these things. A police being called to a domestic dispute, for instance, many times they're sent away. Many, many times no one gets arrested. Right. Because the couple then decides, oh, we're we're okay here, sir, Mm -hmm. we're good, Mm -hmm. and the police now needs to leave. Right. So what those people actually need is some counseling, counseling, some mental help, et cetera. And so that's what defunding the police is. Okay. It's simply taking and reallocating the resources in a collective way. It's, it's a shifting of prioritizing where the money should go so that we don't have a bunch of frivolous phone calls going out to the police. Okay. It also further goes to demilitarizing the police. Okay some of the equipment, um, there are some cop cars that are Lamborghinis, like why, Denali's, why? why? And so that's a part of defunding as well. Okay, It's like, where can we cut and put the resources so that the police can effectively do their jobs right. and so that we have a decrease in crime as a result of different areas being funded mm-hmm. with the money that's going into these frivolous things. So
2: we're empowering the community and not the institution that enslaves us. Absolutely. Gotcha. Mm-hmm.
0: So if I mean, I mean, this case is slightly off, but let's just play imagination. There was a there's a case where um, a man was parked on the side of the road. His car apparently broke down. Mm-hmm. The police stopped to give him a hand. Mm-hmm. Whatever happened in those couple of minutes. Thirty minutes, and the man was sitting in the back of the police car. Something happened, and the man ended up getting killed by the police. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, before that, a friend of that person called that called the nine one one to say that this person is acting strange. Mm -hmm. So, to me, if a friend, you're my friend, and you got feel so. Scared that you feel like you need to call nine one one on me because I'm have I seem to be paranoid. I seem to be speaking things that is not used to. that means that person was really having something happen. Right. So I, like I'm not I'm not a psychologist, but I'm I'm thinking that person was Both he mentally. was he was in college. Mm-hmm. He probably was at that point where he was having a, a starting to have schizophrenia, mm. and he was having a schizophrenic episode because it usually happens. During college, when people, when people, the schizophrenia gets triggered. And
2: stress and,
0: yeah. Exactly. So, wow. instead of the friend, but, you know, the friend called 911. Now, the 911 call and the man getting breaking down on the freeway are two different incidences. Okay. But let's play imagination. Imagine if the friend had the proper resources, and he could call that number instead of 911, and then those people went and took care of the friend, that he would sure. have never been on the highway to break down to meet the police officer.
1: Question to that, you know, just perspe- for perspective, 911 yeah. is supposed to be an emergency call. When they answer, the first thing they ask you is, what's your what's emergency? Your emergency? Exactly. Right. So to your point about defunding, maybe the system is not set up properly because if you say, my friend is acting crazy, and it might need some help, the police shouldn't be who you send.
2: Right. Should because if have you have money,
1: a fire, you're not call. sending the police. Yeah. Right. If you say, my house is on fire, you're, sending, you're calling the fire department.
0: Correct. Yeah, so 911, I guess, should call the mental hospital. which should be sectioned, but we have defunded mental health so much yeah, 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 that right. we have a whole bunch of crazy people. Yeah. I'm sorry, Or men- I shouldn't say crazy, but mentally ill people okay. running around the street. <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Collaborative Minds.
3: Exactly. Um, I worked for you know, a very popular um, fast food place. Yeah. And right next to it, we used to have a shelter.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So we, in the parking lot, we will oftentimes have homeless um, people that are coming from the shelters because the shelter closed at a certain time and opened at a certain time. Yeah. So they would find refuge in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um. So a call like that to the police, hey, we've got, you know, panhandlers outside or we've got homeless people who are drunk or maybe on drugs that are hanging outside. People don't know and don't have resources to call. So they call the cops. And now the police is here handling somebody who's already mentally disturbed. And the police, that's not what they're trained to do. And so now that can escalate into something where we have a dead body.
2: Yeah, just like the man who was in DeKalb County who was naked and uh, a cop that shot him, uh, he was unarmed and didn't have any clothes on. He had a mental condition. This guy was shot and killed by a DeKalb County police officer. While naked. While naked. In in my mind, if I see somebody walking down the street without their clothes on, in my mind, I'm thinking they don't have it all together. The police can't assist them. No. (laughs) There's another level or another layer of, of, of professionalism that is needed in this particular instance, and not the police. This man ended up dying when the police is not what he needed.
0: Exactly, and I'm, I'm, I'm sure anybody who has been with somebody who was having a quote-unquote schizophrenic episode is probably the most scary thing that they've ever seen, and that's probably why the friend called 911, sure. because if I'm a friend... For me to call 911 on you, I had to be scared out of my mind. Yeah,
2: it is pretty scary.
0: So that's what they need to have these um, these kind of institutions rebuilt.
2: So would you say, uh, Shoshana, that that's what's happening in Minnesota? Yes. Um, It is being there is being a restructure um, because of the failed. uh, departments of the police uh those things are being restructured i think since that is where this whole thing started that is where the restructuring is going to take place so i think that minnesota is going to be the mother of our restructure mm-hmm. as far as the country is concerned because that's the, the that is the capital that brought attention to this whole situation even though we had a whole million other incidents that are going on, the right. one that was the fork in the road that has split the direction of this country and is going to be the catalyst for change is there in Minnesota.
3: Yes. So um, that's absolutely what Minnesota is doing. Yeah. They're going to spend the next year um, engaging with uh, all their community leaders and members to develop what they call a new public safety model. Wow. I love and this is going to encompass every avenue and aspect of service. Mm. So every, so, what, so even the police are going to be engaged in this. That's good. Because it's, be. it says that it's every community leader and organization. So that would include the police. So over the next year, okay, how do we now plan something that is community-based, community-led, that's going to benefit our city. That's good. And I think um, you're absolutely correct in that they're going to set the model. It's kind of like how, um, you know, Massachusetts set the model for what the closest thing we'll see to universal health care. Okay. So Minnesota is now birthing a new move.
0: Yes, universal health care, which they call Obamacare, but which is actually Mitt Romney care. But whatever. What?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Let's not even start yeah, on that. We, we can go a mile on that one. Okay. But um,
0: it, it's funny that that's happening in Minnesota and, and not other cities <laughs> who should have been leading the way. But
2: right,
1: right. I agree. So, so I, for me, I, wanna, I would like to hear some more specifics as to how, you know, where do we place the most emphasis in setting up that new
2: structure?
3: So, like I said, they're going to be contacting, they're spending time to do it, first of all. So it's not something that's going to happen overnight because they want to make sure that the system and the model makes sense. Okay. And it's going to be what they call a transformative model of public safety. And the reason they're taking this approach is that because um, they feel that the current system that they have is not reformable.
0: Okay. No, it's not, because it's based in racism. Like mm. Honestly, if you're in a black community, black people should be... Policing black people with, with a system that deals with the culture. Now, these that. two white boys who went up in the Atlanta, Meca, black mecca, didn't know about black culture. They period.
2: They shouldn't have been there.
0: Mm-hmm. Sorry. Well, they I, shouldn't have been there. You
1: because don't. why I ask that question? Because at the heart of a lot of these issues, including the police, mm-hmm. there's a mental health issues.
3: Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. The the job is stressful. You know, I have I have um, a couple of family members that's in the military, and then I have you know, a family member that's a police officer. So it's stressful. Mm -hmm. And I don't, you know, I think there is resources available to them, but the culture of the the fraternity is not not something, you know, especially, and then number two, men, you know, that's not something we like to do. We don't like to go to the doctor or you don't want to talk to anybody about your issues and your problems because a lot of police officers have family issues. You know, there's a, there's a, there's, their families are very dysfunctional because right. of the nature of their job. Right. You know, you might be changing shift, working overnight, a long shift, not coming home, and then you're stressed out, you take it out on your family. So that, you know, for me, mental health should be at the forefront of that restructuring.
0: I Absolutely. I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. I, they sh- it should be like a psychologist where you have to have therapy.
2: hmm it's necessary. It, it should be built in.
0: Because you're walking around with a gun and you're having sure. a bad day and you decide just to just shoot, shoot someone somebody. because you having a bad day. You
2: can't, you can't do that.
0: So, And, you know, not all cops. And then black cops, you know, people, not all cops are bad. That is true. Right. And I can imagine what it is like being a black police officer in this. And I, I can imagine black police people, who become black police officers, they may have been thinking, well, this is a good job, benefits, whatever. They may have also been thinking, this is my way to help change the community, the community or change this system from the inside out. But they come, when they get in, they find out that this thing seat. is, the racial, the racism wall is so thick uh-huh. that you cannot get through it because it is structured in such a way to keep people who are oppressed, oppressed. And so I can imagine how they feel, like, you know, I'm, not, I'm trying to, but I can't even do anything That's because right. they have me so tied up because I thought I could have done something from the outside before I became, but now I'm in, I realize they don't even accept me no. being in here no. and I'm dealing with racism inside and they want me to express racist behavior to the community outside because that's what they dictate that I must do. Right. So now you're in the Catch 22 Yeah.
1: Well, you really ain't because you're a minority. Even as a police officer, you're in the minority.
2: But let's separate that. So that you
1: mean- ain't ready in a Catch 22 You just... It is what it is. You either comply or you get ostracized and you might end up dead. But, but that's
0: what I'm saying, a Catch 22 because now you, you have... It is a catch-22 because you have to explain to your community mm-hmm. why you're doing this to us. Because you look like a sellout. And then, mm-hmm. you, then you have to explain to them, well, you better do it, and why aren't you doing it? Because this is your job, and this is what the law demands. So now you're in this, this cycle where you can't get out. It's like I, I want to be with my people, but yet then they're telling me I can't because I'm going to get fired because you know they're going to fire you.
2: Why, because what it goes back to what Shoshana said it is a fraternity,, yes. so blue is a race, yes, <laughs> absolutely, blue is a race you you know it, they have it, a code, yeah, they have a code it's it's a fraternity, and we and and those who have been a part of uh secret organizations understand how that works, yes. exactly. you know, there's just some things that you just don't talk about that behind the the behind that wall of fraternity is just. It is what it is
0: and you can't do anything Nothing so about it. it definitely needs to be completely dismantled yeah. and, built, and, and built again and but also what people need to also realize is not only rebuilding the police, everybody in their state and in their cities need to look at the laws and we need to dismantle the laws because remember the police can have to uphold the laws and if you have laws that are built on a racist system, then they will have to continue to uphold the laws because that is their job. Right. So if this law, for instance, we were talking about in terms of the shooting outside of Wendy's yeah. with a man just sitting in his car, if that law, now let's say the law was supposed to be for the greater good, mm-hmm. but maybe it was too broad mm-hmm. and not narrow enough so that you can have specifics on when things are happening and then that law needs to be attacked. Because you can't have a broad law that's not fair because that's too much room for interpretation. You have to have a narrow law. Mm -hmm. And so we need to start looking at the different laws in our states, in our cities. We need to have lawyers doing that and coming up with new laws so that when the police now come out, the new police come out now they can follow new laws
2: that have been set
0: that work with the community instead of work to oppress the community. Because you can't have a new police and the same old laws. They're gonna have to do the same thing because that's what the laws say. All right.
1: So, is by definition and how you know Shushan explained what they're planning to do is that enough in just just defunding the police? Because to your point, Tara, if the laws are s- still in the book. And, you know, you have to, um, you know, you executing your job based on the law because that's what you're there to do. So is this a viable method, defunding the police? Because if the laws don't change, which I know they have, you know, mentioned they're talking about that we got to change these laws and so forth. But to me, the two go hand in hand as you rightfully explain it. So defunding the police, is that going to be sufficient if the laws don't change, if they're not working on changing the laws?
3: So... Defunding the police um, is the first step. Let me explain why. It's very easy to do. Okay. It doesn't require the president, Congress, etc. Governors, etc. The city council can actually control. It's the most yes. local part of the budget. Now, as far as the laws go, now you're talking about Supreme Court. You're talking about major reform that's going to take some a process of time. So we definitely need to do both. As a matter of fact, I believe we need to go all the way down to the Thirteenth Amendment.
0: Mm. Yes. Yep.
3: In sure. order for us to really see to. some change, um, and once we change that, then that's going to create, you know, an automatic trickle effect yeah. that's going to help to decrease the number of prisoners that you're seeing in these prisons. And then you're going to see some of the privately funded prisons start to disappear. Sure. Because if there's no one in that prison right. bed, right. It, yeah. it, there's, there, you know, I mean, a phone call mm-hmm. is like anywhere from 8 to $10 per minute wow. for each prisoner to call home or to call anybody. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a huge amount of money that is funneled into the system when it comes to criminalization. And the problem is that criminalization, especially criminalization of the black man, Mm -hmm. is going all the way back 400 years.
0: 1619.
3: And then it's also perpetuated with the 13th Amendment. And so we do, to answer your question, Ruben, we have to go all the way back, absolutely.
1: That's good because, you know, I'm I'm am I'm an I'm an extreme thinker, so once you present me with the information, and my brain's go my brain goes, okay, well how is that gonna work? So I took that information and with Tara saying, I'm like, okay, because if, if you could defund the police, you could get rid of police totally, mm-hmm. but if you have some kind of law enforcement and agency existing and you have laws that has to be enforced, if the laws don't change, it's, you know not that that's not a good thing. And I'm glad you point out well, that's, what, that's the beginning and that's what has to start. But then, in the a broad, the broad sense, in a big picture, it has to still make sense for what's happening. Else we're not going to st- see an end to uh, protesting, slash, you know, rioting, and all this it's stuff. It's actually revolting. Yeah all, yeah, all that stuff. Uprising. <laughs> Uprising, but revolting.
0: But, like you said, um, but hopefully, with these changes that they're making with the police department, even though the laws have not changed, their attitude and maybe they get some cultural training on how to deal with the people in which they're interacting with daily. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, how about you have to be a part of the community to police that community?
0: Exactly, uh, yeah. or have some just some human training and know how you deal with a human being. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> but if you're not considered a human being.
0: Well, that would, that's where they're gonna get that retraining of the mind. Right. Mm-hmm. paradigm shift is going to be necessary.
2: Sure, it's in effect now.
3: Because you need to learn how to treat your neighbor as you treat yourself. I think we're seeing the beginning of a paradigm shift and let me explain what I mean by that.
1: Well, before you explain, we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back, Shoshana's gonna explain paradigm shift for us.
3: Remember that video I showed you where the black guys?
1: If you haven't heard about Anka. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to Collaborative Minds. We talked about, um, with defunding the police, and what that setup could look like. And then uh, Tara talked about you know, having laws change and, st- and stuff. And now you talk about a paradigm shift. Okay. Um, what, 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 what can that or what w- should that look like? I- in sort of kind of details, like what's the, what, 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 what kind of pro- process, what could the process look like? to?
3: Like those steps for next? Yeah. So some of the things that uh, we need to look at are these mandatory minimums. Okay. Um, we may need to look at perhaps legalizing certain things that we call petty crimes or making them, you know, punishable by fines and community service instead of by prison time. We may need to look also at um, perhaps having an automatic, I guess, expunging of certain criminal records instead of having to wait certain length of time for certain things to be sealed. So... There's quite a few things that we can do um, going forward that would, you know, make make it not make it less profitable, and also make it less. I, gu- I guess the word would be punitive. You know, um, still making sure that we are prosecuting crime and that we are, you know, administering justice, but in a sensible way. Um, I shared a story about being a store manager at one point, and I used to get fifteen applications per day, ten to fifteen per day and I used to hire about five people per month so a process of elimination because i was I was a manager of a store, one of our biggest um, one of one of the big the biggest theft was usually employee theft yes okay. and so Immediately, any application that answered yes to the question as to whether or not they had been convicted of a felony or, have a, or been arrested, those did not even come to my desk. My assistants knew, do not bring those to Shoshana. Shoshana has too many applications to go through. And so, right away, that's letting you know that within the system itself, it's set up, it's set up to keep, you know, t- t- it perpetuates poverty and crime. It does. It does. Because if you can't even get a basic job, yeah paying minimum wage, then it pushes you now to continue in that cycle of crime. Mm -hmm. And it perpetuates the poverty because now you can't make a decent living. Now you also perhaps don't have access to health care. And so it's a part of what is systematically, and this is what people don't understand about systematic and systemic racism systemic racism means that it's built within the system yeah. mm-hmm. so that it becomes systematic where you don't even have to be a racist to follow through. Right. Exactly. That's
1: right. So the other question I have is the um, isn't Um, rehabilitation should be part of the incarceration process?
0: There's no rehabilitation. Right now, the United States is horrible at that. They purposely don't want to rehabilitate Mm -hmm. because that means they lose part of their workforce. So Always follow the money. That's been my mantra. Mm -hmm. I learned from a
3: wise man. Follow the money and you will solve
0: any problem (laughs) that you come across.
3: Once you've been to prison or jail, going back again becomes a little bit, it's, it, the fear factor isn't there. You know what it's like. Mm-hmm. And so this is how they perpetuate, you know, the, 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 what do you call it? The re... Recycling? Recycling, basically, of, of, of the same. That's why you, when you find someone's had a record, they have several records because they don't have access to employment. They don't have access to, they, you know what I mean? They, don't, they, they even go as far as to take away their voting rights. 33% of black male in America do not have a right to vote because of a previous felony con- conviction. And, and so they, essentially you become removed from the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then the felonies probably
0: wasn't worth anything. Right. So you could be going to jail for something so stupid and trivial. Like, there was something I saw on, on social media where they had, they had two people, a Caucasian gentleman and a black gentleman, and they both did the same exact crime. I think it was Taraji P. Henson's yes. page, she yes. shared it. Mm-hmm. They both did the same exact crime, both saw the same exact judge, okay? And they were about the same exact, around the same age group. The Caucasian served two years where I believe the black gentleman got, what was it?
1: Over 20 years. 20
0: years 20 or for the years. same exact crime. They both had the same amount, a number of points, or so whatever, I guess as a point system. Right. They had everything almost exact, except for their color, same judge, and they, two different sentencing years. So either they both need to be sentenced to two, or they both need to sentence to over 20. Right. You should not have two different things.
1: That's a large disparity between those two things, yeah. It, 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 that blew my mind. I was like, wow. Same judge, so same history that added up to the similar amount of points that, they, that was totaled up by whatever their criminal history or background was, which wasn't much, by the way. Okay. And the white guy got two years, and the black guy got, I think, either 20 or 21 years, something crazy. like
3: that. So according to the U.S. Uh, Sentencing Commission, um, black men get 25% longer sentences than their white counterparts for the same exact crime. And nearly 50% of everyone serving life and virtual life sentences is black. 50%.
1: Now, mm-hmm. uh, the disparity of that is crazy because we're like, what, 13, some 13? Some people say 12, 13 are the population. Yet but still specifically...
3: As a whole, we're 13%. Black men actually make up 6.5% of the US population. Oh. Unbelievable. So we have 50% of black men who are serving a life sentence uh, or virtual life sentence in our prison system, and they make up 6.5% of the US population. So this is why, when I hear people saying that there is no such thing as systemic racism, I know that they're coming from a place of ignorance. Mm-hmm. Because there's no way that you can have these numbers and these statistics. These are proven facts. There's no way you can hold that opinion and be aware of what these numbers are and what they mean. Mm -hmm. That just doesn't make sense.
0: Unless it factors into your economy, your personal economy, and it makes plenty of sense to you. It (laughs) does,
2: which probably explains why it is set up the way that it is set up um, for uh, against us because like you said and you spoke about the 13th amendment mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the past how basically this, the prison system or the system of the l- laws at large are set up to do ex- somebody said well the laws are you know the, the system is broken no it's mm-hmm. not it's set up to it's do set up the ex- way exactly, you're exactly what it's supposed to do it's working yep. perfectly yeah.
3: <laughs> black men also tend to get four times um, they're four times more likely to be given parole so when you spoke about um, rehabilitation. Yeah, that's a part of the problem. With that is that systematically, um, black men are four times more likely to be on parole, and we know that that means that even if someone calls the police on them, that they're going right back to jail. Right.
0: <laughs> yep. Man, so. Um. Ahead. In regards to your question, I think. Because what I was hearing is what should happen next. Right. Um, somewhere down the line, we all going to need to get some therapy.
1: Okay.
2: Well, I agree. Shoot, e- I don't have Just it? not black people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all yeah, the whole system. The
0: whole entire, because everybody needs to be reprogrammed. Mm-hmm. Caucasians need to stop seeing us as animals and as a threat and as a danger. And, that's, and they have to first admit that they see us as a thing, because it's so sneaky and, it, and it's so undercover that you can't, they don't even realize that that's what they're doing until there's tests out there that shows that's what you're doing. Like I was watching a video and they had a, 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 a test with preschool um, teachers, mm-hmm. pre-K teachers, 135 I think was in the study, something like that. And they gave them pictures of four kids, probably was like two years old. No, they gave them um, videos of four kids, they were two years old or so. One little white boy, little white girl, little black boy, little black girl. And they were asked to watch the children to see which one is gonna, gonna cause trouble. But the trick of what was, what was left out was that none of the kids were causing any trouble in the videos. Mm-hmm. They were just behaving normally as whatever the age group was. But they say they had an eye detection thing they were measuring, and as soon as they were told that they would automatically look at the black boy.
2: Wow. Mm-hmm.
0: And um, that's troubling because even that little test and those teachers who really, a lot of them were really disappointed in themselves that they were doing that, but because you were so subtly trained mm-hmm. that you automatically criminalized this little boy who's just acting as normal as the rest of the kids. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we need to get reprogrammed. And people need to admit that I've been programmed, even though Absolutely. I might not be quote-unquote racist, I have black friends, but you were still... Programmed, that you might even realize how programmed you were until something like that happens and you automatically think it was the black person. And they're like, why did I just think that? Because you had years of programming.
2: And that's so true, Terrell, to speak with, to what you're talking about. You know, um, it's not just, you know, the other races that need to be programmed, we need so that's to be true, yeah. Exactly. yeah, because we have we have prejudices within our own races. Yep. You know, you know, he's light skinned. Oh, she's got good hair. Well, what is yeah. good hair? You know, um, uh, she. You know, we we've been we have been systematically pro you know programmed. To think that light is better. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, not mm-hmm.
1: me. we've been I, systematically <laughs> programmed <laughs> <You like. laughs> I'm, I'm against ourselves. Skin, but you
2: know, I yeah. Don't, yeah, yeah. In, in our many ways, is against because ourselves. my
3: exactly. my I think it was my daughter that pointed it out. Yeah. Um, you know, because like I said, I, I I I'm a real estate agent, so one of the things I do is I assist investors to find areas where they can get a deal, basically, so they can flip a property. Mm-hmm. And I took my daughter with me, my younger child, and she said, "Mom." you make sure you lock your car and you know, it's scary over here. And I said to her, "Um, actually nobody over here is doing anything to us. They're not dangerous, they're poor. We're in a poor community, not a dangerous community. Right, Mm -hmm. wow. You know, and whether it's from TV, whether it's from, there's just like this, this uh, training and conditioning because of how we're portrayed and how neighborhoods are portrayed in certain areas that you automatically now are on guard. Make sure you lock your car. You know, oh, we're going downtown or we're going to this place today. This is Brooklyn, this is what, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so we approach it from that perspective. And that's all coming from that training and conditioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and so all of us, because you know, and us as black people not only have to deprogram from criminalizing each other, right. but we had to be deprogrammed into how we think of ourselves Mm -hmm. because we have been taught a lot of self-hate yeah and we have been playing that's been playing out in our lives how we treat how the sexes of black people how we interact with each other females and males and um what is said about each other and so forth all of that needs is all part of the systematic racism If you go through the whole program even how they come up with Jim, Jim Crow Jim laws Crow. and all that stuff, mm-hmm. and how they, they, the plan, even you could find these plans in Australia, you could find these plans in Jamaica, you could find these plans anywhere there was colonization mm-hmm. where they had a plan and how to keep people oppressed. And, it's, and it worked fabulous, because it's, it, it's still working. Mm-hmm. And so we all need to get, and I hope, you know, some psychologists or whoever out there start to plan to make systems and implement them, start teaching them in psychology school, schools because we need to take care of the PTSD of black people. All these things and start having a nationwide plan. I don't know if it's be taught in our schools, how it's going to or having TV shows, something where people can be deprogrammed from all the things that we've been and that will start with, and let's say, entertainment is very easy. Yeah. Stop showing black people is always the criminal.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Okay, great point. Like I said, me the thinker. But we're in a capitalist society. So everything that's been promoted at the end of the day, I think you mentioned that earlier, Tara, it's about the dollar. So you says, show me the money. Mm-hmm. Show me the money trail. So... How are we going to get this society that's so capitalistic-minded and driven to really consider that we need psychology, uh, we need our psychology to be retrained?
0: That's a good one.
2: Yeah.
0: I, don't, I don't know, but I'm sure somebody will find out a way to show people and make it profitable, especially if... Health insurance have to pay for it, and then people figure out how to get money that way.
1: Yeah, but if you fix us, then you gotta get rid of the prison system. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta get you know which gonna get rid of which which criminal. You know, less criminals. So you're talking about to your point about the paradigm shift. You know.
3: Well, we see it happening anyhow because Corona actually started the paradigm shift. It did. started it in the education.
1: Right, but but it didn't affect the bottom line yet because people, a lot of those people still made a lot of money.
2: So what you're saying is if Tara had mentioned we have to follow the money trail, then we have to make this about economics. So we have to hit the bottom line so that people can get it. They can because will if if money is the language that we speak as a capitalist society, mm-hmm. we're not going to understand anything but money. Exactly. So what's going to end up happening is if we hit somebody's bottom line, they start losing money. They're going to start asking questions. What must we do in order to get things the way that they need to? Especially if they're losing money from us.
3: Right.
2: Mm-hmm. That's how. That's how you hit. That's how you hit it. Okay. So the. To answer that, Mm -hmm. it's going to have to be economical where the shift is going to have to take place because they're going to have to see the value of our dollar.
0: They're going to have to see the value of making humanity human again. Uh, Yes. All of humanity. Right. Bringing back humanity to humans. Right. And see the value in that and saying if I make better people, better people becomes more productive people and more productive people means more money.
1: Right. Great point, great point. You guys are, y'all smart. That's why I like hanging (laughs) with you smart people because, you know, I ask all this, I think these are tough questions and y'all just rattling them off (laughs) on the top of your brains. This is Collaborative Minds, people. It's called Let's Get Perspective. If you have any questions for us or any comments or thoughts or anything you want to share or maybe any topics that you would like us to address, you can please send us a message at collaborativeminds2020 at gmail.com. Please feel free to email us with your questions, your comments, uh, your ideas, or maybe even topics that you would like us to talk about because we have a vast knowledge on a lot of things, as y'all heard, all these smart people sitting in this room. So um, we're going to wrap this show up. And so any closing remarks, any closing thoughts, ideas that you guys want to share with our listeners before we...
3: For me, I just want us to... um really spend some time understanding what it means to defund the police because I think it's the necessary first step. And um, you know the lack of understanding around it is uh, what is causing us to not be able to move forward. So I would suggest to everyone that's listening out there, spend some time, research, and see what this really means. And for those of you that are saying that this means we're going to dismantle or disband the police, um, I suggest that you likewise study to see what we're actually asking and demanding of our government and our uh, city leaders
2: I would have to say three words relearn relearn relearn
1: you said one word three times <laughs> 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 that was good though. I like that
0: um, I guess for me most important thing is to know your rights if you don't know your rights, you have no rights. So therefore, you cannot exercise them.
2: That's good.
1: Yes. Ooh, that's my wife, y'all. Ain't she smart? Mm-hmm. Well, for me, I might, I might, I probably going mess y'all, y'all up in this room right here. It's our what would which which what, what I what I wanna call it our church system, religious system, because church always talks about we should be leading from the front. We should be ahead of this, but th- in my, from my observation and in my opinion, they are part of a greater part of the capitalistic society. So, a lot of things that are being perpetuated from the pulpits, I feel my health coming on y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally disagree with you. They don't say that they they want to leave from the front. They don't even say nothing. No, no some of them do say that. <laughs> no, some
1: I heard some of them say it. I ain't oh, gonna call no names. Okay. But they talk about leading from the front. That's my, this might not be the popular term from everybody, but I've heard it. Okay. So I'm just saying things that I've heard from the church community. I've heard it too. Okay, so I ain't by myself. Thank you. So that would be my thing. How do we get back to being, according to, I don't want to misquote stuff, the one nation under God.
3: With liberty and justice for all. Indivisible.
1: With liberty, with liberty and, justice. and justice for all.
0: How do we get back?
3: Well, that's what they said when, when were, were we, we ever
1: okay alright I was I was hoping y'all would get my sarcasm that's another show
3: though. that's another show we're
1: signing out we're signing out but once again this is Collaborative Minds Let's Get Perspective and again we're we are inviting you to reach out to us through via email not through via sorry i use a double whatever Via email, you can reach us at collaborativeminds2020 at gmail.com. With your questions, your suggestions, your topics, and we'll be glad to respond back to you. All right? So, again, collaborativeminds2020 at gmail.com. It's your boy, Rue, Um Call me anyone and things. It was a pleasure talking to you. Until next time, y'all have a blessed one.
0: Music featured on this episode, Mind Stimulant by Ruben Udovig. Collaborative Vibes by Demetrius Hero Sims. Welcome to Jam Rock by Damien Junior Gong Marley from Universal Records. Heart and Mind by Ruben Udovig. Collaborative Minds does not own any rights to the music featured on today's episode.